Sean Six from the Liquid Conversations, and I'm here with who? Johnny from Hollywood Undead, with an old friend. <laughs> it does kind of seem like old home week, doesn't it? Yeah. Hollywood Undead's riding the wave again. What the hell? Hanging 10, bro. We're just trying to keep our, uh, what's some good surf lingo, our 10, our t- 10 toes on the board, bro. Yeah, riding the edge, but not falling off, brother. Do you uh, do you guys feel like Hollywood Undead's kind of in a, uh, a rebirth, so to speak? Like you guys have energy back that maybe you had early on? Yeah, you know, dude, you know what's crazy is bands, it's like a marriage, I think, this is the way I always Okay. looked at it where you're married and you have bad years and then the next year's good and okay. you might have another bad year and I think bands you know there's it's it's so much stuff together and stuff like that so you have rougher times than other times and I would definitely say the past couple of years few years have been better the best times I've had uh, in the band and the reason I say that is because you know this most recent album you guys like came out swinging hard on that like it was like all of a sudden bam Hollywood and Den's back not that you guys really went anywhere but it was like something clicked on this one yeah you know I think uh um, all of the writing, the whole process and everything we did together, it just, a lot of it made more sense than it usually did. I think a lot of that has to do too, like we, you know, we were on, we've always been on major labels, which you've probably been told a million times can be pretty constricting because you're sitting there trying to satisfy someone else. So on this record, I think one of the free aspects of it, we're on BMG, they're a distro label and yeah, they're going to tell you this or that, but you're making music to make the people in the room happy. And that's a lot more freeing than, you know, it's like being scared of your dad at the end of every day. What's going to happen? Is he going to be okay? So like with the labels like that, you're always wondering if something will be accepted by them or right because you know they write the checks you know and that's always kind of that's a, a dicey thing for a lot of bands to actually kind of get in that spot you you need to have a label behind you a lot of times just to be able to get your stuff out there well that's how they get you in the beginning and then you kind of get cornered on that one what they do is they pick most bands for the most part when they're starting out have very no money or little um, and it's a very tough position to be in because you know the world's a demanding place you don't have anything in that sense so they say you know and they have money so hey we'll write you a half a million dollar check all you got to do is sign this very few people including us ask what's in it so you're like let me think about that okay yeah you when you're living off top ramen for like a year and then all of a sudden someone will give you like a hundred grand you're like okay do you mean to tell me that being in a band is not all you know money and famous and hookers and blow and like it's a run well if you do the hookers and blow you're definitely gonna have the money <laughs> What's that one saying? Um, 90% of my money went to, Cheers to that. hookers and drugs, and the other 10% I wasted. That was the one part you're proud of spending. No, I mean, dude, it's it's one of those things where no, bands aren't like that. I mean, I think being in a band is actually harder now than it's ever been because of you know record sales you're and everything else. To get, you're starting to get people that are saying that more and more now. They're starting to say, even though the technology's there to be able to make the music easier, it's a harder environment to actually it's perform. Tough. Almost about 10% of what sales were 15 years ago. So, I mean, you're eliminating a lot of those things, and, you know, there's a lot of bands that are still going to do really good with that stuff if you're taylor swift or bruno mars but we're not a pop band here's a real straight honest question then are you still having fun the funny thing is i'm having more fun now than i did back when the record sold a lot and the reason for that is i think you start to appreciate why you like music to begin with if you're not getting a big paycheck because you ha- you're forced to look at it as something nice to Makes want you to honest. do. Yes. Makes you honest. Yeah. Do yeah. I going to do this for the right, right. reasons because i was doing it for the wrong reasons um and I think I enjoy it more now because I know what I'm going to get at the end of the day, and it doesn't bother me because you got to play for your fans, and you start to appreciate those things. It's ready to get lost, get lost in the egotistical aspects of those things. That's a good way to put it, right there. The ego kind of steps in, and then all ego cl- clouds your mind a little bit. And even with bands, as far as getting along, and you know, if you if you can recognize right from the beginning and kind of think like Nietzsche or something, you know, as right. far as the ego goes, you're going to be fine. But I've never met a band that didn't go from hey everybody's cool to there's some rocky roads. I know bands that won't even talk to each other before they go until they're on stage then they walk off and go their separate ways and it's sad to watch because at one point a lot of these dudes were best friends well yeah they all started in the same place 
Yeah. You know, they're all playing. They're all hustling in the same club somewhere. They're all trying to get a, you know, get signed, get a deal, all that stuff. And now that once they've done that, all of a sudden they don't, they can't talk to each other. Like they're too good for each other at that point. And and they're the ones who got each other there. You know, the thing is with bands, you know, it's it's much harder to get big as a solo artist because there's very very few people that I've ever encountered in my life that can do everything. And I'm not talking about oh, the singer can play drums too. I'm not talking. Everybody adds something. It's outside of just music, whether it's a personality type or, you know, if you have a really quiet guy in a band, there's a reason there's a quiet guy in the band because he evens out the they other need, dudes. They need to have exactly. a quiet guy in the band, right? And it's very hard to stay on an even keel without dudes checking you. From my experience, and um, I think we know each other so well that not no one will even do that anymore because they already know they're going to get checked. But there, you know, there's people in the band that are going to say, no, you can't do that, man. That's just not the way it's going to so, go down. I always kind of get the impression that Hollywood and Dead really always had the haters following them big time. Oh, yeah. They loved to hate you. And, it, yeah. the, and the better you did, the more they hated you. Yeah, you know, we got big quick, too. And that pisses bands. And I don't even blame them in retrospect because um, I just thought it was like, oh, that's just, you know. And I get that aspect of it. And then, you know, we're not, we don't follow kind of the rules that people follow in music. I always got that impression from you guys. You guys were basically, it was, it's a free for all and that's what works best for us. To me, that's what music is. I don't get that. Like, you know, if Tom York wrote a song about clubbing, people would be like, this isn't Tom York. But what if he wanted to? He can't. And our whole idea was to be open-ended with Hollywood Undead where it's like, dude, we we write really emotional music and it's always honest. We won't write it unless we mean it. But I also want to write about other things. And I feel bad almost for bands that aren't able to do that because people aren't one dimensional in that sense and music is supposed to be an expression of emotion that doesn't limit that emotion to one you know it's i've brought people to your show before and they had never seen you guys play Uh they'd heard your music but they'd never seen you play and at first they were always kind of like i don't know i don't really kind of get the mass thing and stuff like that they left and they're like holy shit oh that's cool you know they were ecstatic about it afterwards well i think another you know with urban music especially they're not we can all play right and i think a lot of of people don't realize that they have an expectation we don't right they think we're gonna uh, you know, come out and like they sing think it's over all, an just iPad. All tracks, right? Yeah, and everybody can play. And granted, everybody uses tracks, and we have to because right. it's impo- unless we have twenty keyboardists 20. <laughs> and guitarists and basses. But everybody's right, right, leveling right. their tracks. I mean, there's, it's impossible. We can all do exactly what we do on the record right. live. I think that's one part of it. And then you know, I think a big part of it, we enjoy it. And I've seen a lot of bands, man. That I was like, if they were just having a good time, I probably could. But they're miserable. That that's a good statement right it's there. That you, that you enjoy it. Yeah, it, dude, it's hard to watch some dude. You are playing in front of twenty thousand people, and I've seen this multiple times. And there's there's so miserable it's almost hard to have fun it's not and they might be good they might sound good they're flawless a lot of these guys are just the best players in the world but man they just look like they they're can't in wait. the they're in the wrong position in life basically. yeah so they're unhappy with right. what they're doing i mean because you know you i've had this conversation so many times over the last couple of days it's ridiculous but everybody looks at what i do yeah and say you're so lucky you get to go to all these shows mm. and you get to meet all these people and i'm like you don't understand all the bull goes along with yeah, all the grunt it's, work it's the same thing in a band too you yeah. have the same exact experience and when that kind of creeps up in your mind that's when it starts to ruin it for you yeah that's when you get jaded and you're like i don't want to do this anymore i just i want to go home sit on my couch and watch tv yeah and that's kind of a hard spot for a band to be in because that's that hurdle as soon as you get over that hurdle yeah. you're golden but it's just trying to get over it. it's the hard part uh, dude, and, my, you guys, and you guys have had that the hurdles just expectations and once you get rid of the the list of laundry list of things we want in life and this goes for anybody and the right, reason right. i put it that way is so anybody can live this way and make themselves happier is if you go into something well I, this is what i want by this age and these things and the, you know the if you're happy that matters more than anything else checklist yes it's a, it's a almighty perceived, checklist. Perceived checklist you know and i see that you know with everybody and bands obviously are no different you know oh we we're not doing this and we're not doing that and i thought we'd be doing this well you're not doing that 
or why aren't I doing this right? Yeah, and there's a million ways to point the finger. Oh, the label, the the manager, the this or this or that. The truth is, it's like, dude, if you just get rid of that, you'd often find I think without putting your attention on those things, you're going to get them much quicker. Because if you're you, that's all you want, those desires have a way of interpreting themselves in the, the world. You know, I'm not trying to sound like a hippie here, but and I think that's complete. <laughs> I think that's completely reasonable because ultimately it comes down to the band. Yeah, if you're not getting where you think you should be, then you need to figure out a way to get there. Okay, yeah. you need to work harder. You need to meet the right people you need to create a certain type of music to get you to that level that your expectations thinks you are yeah. at. and if you're not then look you can't just expect it to happen overnight no Every, everybody no. wants that too they they come out swinging like and i think that has a lot to do with technology now it's like you know these kids are going out they're going to a retail store buying five thousand dollars worth of equipment and they're recording an album in grandma's basement and then they think that they should be on a multi-million dollar tour yeah. next year. And that's just not realistic. Right. It's an, it's impossible to be bad almost these days. But now music is being perceived as something See, different. See, that, that is what music to me, we were talking about this earlier because um, we just got back from Europe and we were there for two months. Uh, we, we'll go all the way up into Siberia. And we were in no man's land. Uh, none of these kids speak English. You know, it's like, hello. And, you know, if you ask someone for a glass of water, they don't have, they they have no idea what you're book. talking about. Yeah. But for some reason, they love music. Man, they know your songs, though. And they know those songs. And it really, you know, it's almost like, man, music, that is like the universal language. It's the one thing that has kept a lot of societies together for a lot of years. And I get it that a lot of th other things go into that. But I mean, I think music is the one thing, uh, an unacknowledged source of peace in the world. How many people do you know, just to, even me off the top of my head, that would have probably shot someplace up if they didn't listen to music? Or, you know, hung, yes, you know yes. God knows what else. Yeah, man, I mean, I know a lot of people that would off themselves a long time ago if they didn't have the right seat at the right time uh, so the business part of the interview yeah you guys are riding the wave of tours you guys are just killing it what's next for music for Hollywood Undead we're gonna I mean um, there's been a lot of thought in this process so now it's actually weird when you go meet a label executive and they tell you that records are dead because that even though vinyl sales now are higher than they they'll keep putting they're always going to put out records but the age of where you go in every year and a half two years you write a record to its completion you release it you tour for a year and a half on it those are over you have to have music incessantly and constantly immediately so they were the, this guy i won't name him but he works with us he said that within 10 years they won't exist that won't be a real thing anymore. Probably not. What's funny is rap kind of foresaw this coming years and years ago with the mixtapes. And, you know, there's huge rappers out there have never put out records. They're just on this or that or these. So I think we're going to do some more of that. We definitely are going to put out music over the summer and through to the end of the year. And we're going to have to pick and choose kind of like, hey, is this is writing another record the way? Because I think records do music injustice because um, it's just human nature. They're not going to pay attention to certain things. Yeah, we're very an impatient uh, society right now. It's, you know, everything's immediate. Our attention span is very Which short. Very sad. Yeah. So now, like, the mentality of society right now can't handle. They can't. Well, think about it this way. This is the way I always looked. My dad, when I was growing up, he had he was a vinyl freak. You know, back then everybody was. You know, he came out of the '60s and he would sit there and he would put on a record. He would sit there and listen to it. He didn't do anything else. Right. He wasn't cleaning. He wasn't. He would sit the there most that he would do would be look at the jacket that. It yeah, yeah, and look at yeah, and read all the notes and exactly. all the, look at all the pictures and the stuff thank like yous. That. I used to do the same thing when I buy a CD because they were twenty bucks and I only got twenty bucks ever so often. I'd buy a CD and I would read every last word. I'd look at every right. picture. Um, and you, I, you savored the moment. Yeah, I like punk records. They didn't have much to say. They only got so many pages. So, but I would pin them up on my wall, cut them up into little posters. Those days are over, and it's sad to me because now you can't release a whole record because no one's going to listen past three songs. I mean, look, I wor I've worked in commercial radio for a decade, and if you have a song that's longer than four minutes, yeah, they won't play it. Yeah, because people's attention span can't handle that. Doing an interview like this, where it's an extended conversation, the typical interview is usually somewhere about six minutes. Yeah, for me, I can't get, I can't ask all the questions.
questions in six minutes. That's one. That's one question for me. Yeah, we I mean, were, you and you we, and I are the same way. So we we're a real interview. Well, no, I just like I have a lot of things I want to find out about. Right. Okay. And what am I going to be able to find out in six minutes? I mean, we're going to do basically that's the bullet list. Okay. I'm going to ask you rapid fire ten questions. You're going to give me a response that quick, and then the interview's done. No, I want to actually have a conversation. And then both of them are automatic too. You can always rehearse an answer and rehearse a question and go through that with a million bands, but it, without elaboration, none of it makes any sense anyway. And it's just kind of like you said, a bullet list of hey, I think this about music oh how's that you know conversation needs to take place and people be, used to be much more willing to have them and people used to be much more willing to listen to them you know talk shows today are the same thing you know i used to love like people are scared to actually have a real conversation well if they yeah you get in a lot of trouble if you, your thoughts don't <laughs> you know it's, it's crazy you say the wrong thing and all of a sudden you got the masses chasing you down yeah, it's the most it's supposedly the most progressive time in history but when i watch this stuff i'm like this resembles much worse much worse times we're, we're overly sensitive oh yeah and, and and well and bigoted in the sense that if you don't agree with something you're 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 the devil you know this isn't like hey i disagree with this i remember i was talking to my grandma about this last december it was right when during the election before or, uh, oh, right, yeah. before, oh, right. right after and she was just bringing up and she's not she's 90 she was she's not political um at this point i think she's too old to give a crap you know why would she but she was saying well i remember back when i was a kid you know there was always multiple sides to every argument but no one was right you know no one was pissed off right uh, it was a uh, agree to disagree. It was in a conversation after. You know, I've learned a lot from people that I've disagreed with, far, far more than people I agree with. That's a completely good statement right there because the reason that people are supposedly bigoted and people that have racism and stuff like that, they're scared of what they don't know. Yeah. Okay. So the only way to actually truly find out anything is to ask questions. True. Learn. Learn from somebody that's different from you. Yeah. Okay. You and I, we've, we've known each other for a while now. There's stuff that we find out about each other all the time when we have a conversation. Yeah. And we wouldn't find that out otherwise. Absolutely no way. Absolutely no, and, no. And there was a lot more conversation, I think. And I think it will come back around. I think it's getting that peak pressure point where it's like it's getting silly and it'll come back around to people where people are talking in because obviously half this country doesn't hate the other half especially if they met each other i'm very i would assume very very few people would um well i have a lot of hippie <laughs> dude i'm a you know both sides of that fence i i jump back and forth on certain things and i've always just been one of those dudes i mean if people believe so i have i don't care as long as you don't you're not gonna hurt anybody else for what you think you're entitled it, to your opinion your life's not gonna change either you know i don't think it matter i don't think it's ever mattered who was the president at any point in someone's personal life and they treat it like this is going to dictate their own future and it's like dude none of this stuff actually matters our relationships are much as long the stronger they are the less politics will play a part in our lives you can't see the forest through the trees so to speak yeah and we don't need to be monitored as much so if everybody's you know if everybody's on speaking terms at least right you don't need some giant finger pointing at you hey you better calm down or you know the riot police are coming just talk dude thank you oh dude my pleasure Sean. awesome always my pleasure